0: Oh, welcome, trick-or-treaters, to our humble home. Tonight, you receive both! That's right, a trick and treat for each of you, for it Ween wean-tide, and the hilltop pines echo with the resounding thunder of Ween most witchy. Your treat, a review of Witch, Fated Souls, a game about playing as cool witches with neat powers in the modern day. Your trick... The witches don't actually have very neat powers, and they're not especially cool! (laughs) Also, instead of candy, you get stuff I found at the 99 cent store Mandarin orange fish cups for all! Merry Witch Ween! Joyous Witch Ween to you specifically! Ween! See how bad her game is! Ween. she got the moon in her eye hey everybody welcome back to ween times system mastery when it's all the ween all the time and i'm jeff and that's john and how are you i'm weaning it up ween it up ween style i got big weens yeah, you get to get those fun-size weens in your bag this year.
1: Oh no. King size weens.
0: <laughs> Man, you must have gone to a rich neighborhood.
1: Oh yeah, you gotta go to the rich na- neighborhood to get the good ween.
0: Yeah, that's where all the good ween is. <laughs> Except for that that powerful ween from the wrong side of the tracks. That that Billy Joel ween. <laughs> Whew. So uh how you doing? I, I'm a little on the jet lagged side from just a very short trip to New York. We largely, it's not so much jet lag as I'm old and we stayed up late and then came back here pretty quick. So, so, uh, you know, I'm okay. Not amazing. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was fun. Things
1: Things are fine. Yeah. New York was a comic con. It
0: was another comic convention, which we were barely at. Yeah. That's how I like to keep my comic conventions. Barely at them. Uh huh. I genuinely do not even remember getting my badge or waiting in line for my badge. Do we even wait in line?
1: No, because we're
0: panelists
1: and cool guys, so we got to go immediately to the panelist area. Oh, that's
0: right. We had panelist badges. It's all starting to come back to me now. Yeah. I feel like at San Diego Comic-Con, even if you have a panelist badge, you still have to wait in a long-ass line.
1: I mean, the problem is, it's way out in the middle of fucking nowhere, so you gotta, like, walk around a bunch of steps, because they're like, we don't want to make it easy to get to anything here. No.
0: No. So... No, New York. You just, we just kind of walked up to Javits, got our pa- passes, and then did nothing until it was time to do our show.
1: Yeah, walk around, buy a Gengar. Leave. Yeah, we,
0: oh, yeah, that's right. I had to buy Gengars. I, uh, my Sage is currently obsessed with Gengar. Yeah, the the ghost Pokemon that just looks like a smug piece of shit.
1: I mean, look, that entire evolution series is a great choice because all three of them are great.
0: That's true. You got to go up Gasly into Haunter. Yeah, into Gengar. The only problem with them is that the only way to get them... Uh, there's a trick in the current edition, but usually the only way to get a Gengar is to trade haunters that have a special rock. Um, which is annoying if you play Pokemon exclusively for the entertainment of a small child and have no friends who play Pokemon. Indeed. No one wants to trade with me. No. I mean, they Why might. would they? Yeah. I just... But, you know, luckily there is a trick, so I was able to get a Gengar into the game so she could at least look at that. And now she has a toy one that she has not put down for, for my money about two days now. <laughs>
1: Which is great.
0: Also, don't tell her, but I got her an extra one that's dressed as a sushi chef.
1: Extra Gengar. Thanks,
0: that, that was uh, thanks to James, who got there a little earlier than us and ventured out to the Nintendo store in Times Square. By the way, we were in Times Square for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, my. It's, what a terrible place. We stayed basically a block off of the main
1: Times Square street. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, when you think Times Square... You are thinking of one very specific street with a whole shitload of nonsense going uh, that on. That one
0: building that tapers off with like a triangle finish and they stuck a bunch of built like curved digital billboards all over it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that area.
1: And we were one street away from that. Yes. So we didn't have to deal with all of that nonsense, but we were very close so it was fine, because that meant we could go to Margaritaville, and that's all that mattered.
0: Yeah, literally this entire trip, we were supposed to be there to do our quiz show and our signing afterwards. And we did. We did the right thing. It's great. But I don't think either one of us or anybody involved in it, because James was there too, put any thought into anything other than that point at which we get to go to Margaritaville.
1: Oh, yeah. Forcing people to go to Margaritaville with us yeah. is really the whole point of going to New York. Yes. It's being like, hey, I know you live in New York, and going to Times Square in and of itself is the worst thing you could imagine. But what if I told you you also had to go to a Margaritaville in Times Square?
0: And not even someplace cool if there is such a thing within the Times Square area. Yeah. No, we're just going to, we're going to pour one out for Jimmy Buffett. Yep. And we all got co- uh, or uh, commemorative Margarita <sighs> blender, blender cups. cups. God bless.
1: And- God bless that shitty establishment.
0: <laughs> so dumb huh? and I was so happy.
1: Uh, excellent.
0: So, uh, So anyway, yeah. We're back from that, and we're actually kind of done with uh, conventions. The convention circuit's over for a while. We'll never go to one again, so if you didn't see us, you know. You never will. You screwed up. We're,
1: we're going to up and vanish and disappear into the ether. You'll yeah. never hear from us again.
0: Yeah, yeah, not unless you can guess our true names. <laughs> oh, no, they all know our names. They listen to the podcast. Oh, we shit. said it at the front. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. We do station identification. Fuck. Uh, no, but but uh, we'll start again in late February of next year. We, we just have a couple of months off. Hooray! Blessed months free of freedom. That doesn't mean we're we're not busy. We're still writing books. Yes,
1: and we're still reviewing RPGs. Nah,
0: <laughs> I, I, I think we're gonna phase that out. That that's horseshit. No yeah. one wants that. That's I, honestly that's the hardest part of the job. And I feel like why work hard when you could not work at all exactly and make no money. <laughs> but i want to make two money
1: <laughs> i i want one job and three money instead i have three jobs and one money <laughs>
0: so um so sure want to talk about which the faded a 2015 it's
1: which B- faded souls which faded souls is now, not the, the faded the reason we would say which the faded is because this has a lot of the Trappings and sort of DNA of an old white wolf book.
0: Sure does.
1: Now it came out in 2015, but it's still like it's definitely the oh, someone played a bunch of fucking like vampire back in the day and then went, Oh, I I'll make a game. But at least they didn't go, I'm just going to copy it. So it does have some different mechanics. Yep. A few weird changes here and there. So you know, it's got some interesting things to it.
0: Yeah, there's some neat stuff here. I don't I don't necessarily know that it's a super exciting thing, but it's neat and there's some fun art for the yeah. most part. There's a little bit of fun art. There's like two sections where they, they like paid real art like a good artist to do like really good art so that you have like the character illustrations for the uh the, the seven types of witch you can play as. Yep. And then the pictures of the types of demons that follow these witches around and make them do stuff are uh are all very nice. And then the rest of it is basically just like what I assume you see in the wish list on Stevie Nicks' eBay profile. Just I sort a bunch of black and white drawings of of fantasy women with loose blousy blonde hair standing by lakes.
1: And just a lot of like, here's ravens. Yeah. Here's a skeleton hand. Just generic, like, I went into the clip art studio and looked for Spooky.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You get you know someone you have someone who has a painting on their wall of a king cake muffaletta or whatever, then They'll they'll appreciate the many numbers of of voodoo type skeletons that you see in here. Uh, they make king cake muffalettas. They mix them together. Great, that's a real thing. Hey, great. Yep. So uh, so anyway, you want to get into the story or the mechanics first, or the vibe, or <laughs> the je ne sais quoi?
1: So the basic idea of which faded souls? Uh, this one is. Uh, that I'm not even going to bother <laughs> dignifying that uh
0: that's what I wanted
1: yeah <laughs> is you I win. are one of the fated and that is their term for someone who has sold their soul to a demon in exchange for power yes and you made a bad deal it's i mean the thing is there are seven different types of fated and it's all based on who you sold your soul to, uh-huh. which is, are what you are going to play, and so <laughs> the the various ones are like there are seven, which is the first time where you really get outside of that
0: good block of five, uh, like that hard run of from Exalted through Promethean or so, yeah. where they were like, well, you know what, we figured it out. We don't need to have twelve or whatever, or like Vampire does. It's five. Five is the five and rumor whispered rumors of a sixth
1: yeah it's always like look we can boil everything down to multiples of five yeah and then it works perfect and we can just give everyone the same amount of stuff yeah but in here we've got seven different kinds and at least five of them make sense for oh i sold my soul to some sort of demon and two of them are very weird
0: yeah yeah, honestly, I, the thing I didn't see in this book that I kept expecting to, when I was flipping through, was like, two of these are Kickstarter. Is someone gave a huge amount of money, and they got to they got to pitch one to us, and we had to say yes or something. Uh, this rather for being a game from 2015, I kept expecting to run into the Kickstarter like rewards section or something. I never quite did. Maybe there's one at the very end.
1: I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. Yeah. So.
0: Um, it's just something I I was vaguely expecting just of how, because of how recent it is and how much it looks like the kind of game that would, that would, uh, match to that. But no, there are, yeah, like John was saying, there are seven, uh, and each one also kind of represents not quite, but vaguely a sort of national identity, or at least a story of a type of thing that you could potentially slot into a role of being a witch.
1: Yeah. There's of these seven, it is basically like we picked a lot of like, cultural magic stuff and just decided that's going to be part of it so yep. like you have one of them is the sort of generic you are the classic idea of a witch that is the hex not h-e-x h-e-k-s a mm-hmm. hex the hex are basically a normal witch i mean i say normal witch but like the pointy hat right a broom have a familiar cackling witch.
0: Yeah, they're what you generally associate with, like, Western European slash American witch.
1: Yeah, when you, as, you know, someone from America, if someone says, like, hey, in your mind, picture a witch, this is what you're going to get. And they have pretty much all of those. They have the ability to curse people. They can, they all have familiars. They all have the ability to, you know, one of their spell things lets them fly around on a broom if they want to. Uh Uh-huh. So they have all of the sort of baseline witch stuff. Uh, and they sell their soul to a demon called a devil.
0: Yes. But that's not a devil. It's a demon.
1: That's a demon called mm. devil. I know that monkey. <laughs> His name is Donkey.
0: Yeah. Now, um, the there isn't necessarily an overarching kind of great curse equivalent like there would be in a, a White Wolf game from roughly this time period. Uh, instead, each one of these classes has one thing. That's like difficult for them in some way. Yeah, all of
1: them are basically you get one good thing yeah. and one bad thing. So all yeah. of them are like, oh, picking this fate, you get whatever your two. St- all of them, except for the yokai, have two spell categories. And the yokai
0: easily could have. They
1: very much could have, but they split them up into three for some reason. Yeah,
0: given that one of them is grow and the other one is shrink. Yeah. The third one is like shape change magic. They could have very easily been like grow and shrink We've going to change them to alter size and call it a category.
1: Could have done but didn't. Yeah. Also the druids have two different categories of two spells that you pick from. Yes. But the hex get curses and telekinesis. Their special thing is you get a familiar that can help you out mm-hmm. and their problem is they have horrible visions of the hell that they are going to. Yes. The devil that Uh, they sold their soul to hates them because all the demons are different the devil for the hex is a real big asshole and specifically like hates whoever like mortals call on them and sends them like visions of burning in hell and they're just the worst so if you are a hex you are kind of crazy
0: yes you're a little bit on the crazy side Uh, especially it doesn't help that of your two spell categories, one of them is just curses. And it doesn't even have like new things you learn as you level up from one rank to the next. It's just, you get stronger at curses over and over again. Yeah. So they are, they're a little imbalanced in terms of their their way of seeing the world. The uh,
1: other ones, I mean, we mentioned a few, but I'll just go down the list. So there are the Jin, who their big thing is, They can grant wishes. Now, it's not Wishmaster style where they are the ones granting the wishes and they can twist it if they want to. Instead, they sell their soul to the Quiet, Mm -hmm. which is less a actual physical demon and more just a weird metaphysical representation of the Void that also wants souls. It's the nothing. Yeah, they have the nothing that Uh they sold their soul to. Though, they are one of the few categories that are like, oh, maybe you just wake up one day and realize you accidentally sold your soul. Yeah,
0: well, honestly, any one of them can can have that happen, because they wanted to get all the historical ways to be a witch worked into here, so... You can be like, "Oh, my I'm a witch because I was in a moment of terrible desperation and I had a, a, a called demon, out for power." I called out for power and a demon answered. You can have one that's like, "You know, oh, I was just hungry for power and questing for it and a demon heard that even though I wasn't in need showed up and made the bargain with me." But there can also be things like, "Oh, uh I was my my parents sold the soul of their first inborn or, or uh, unborn child to a demon and that was me, so I'm I I have to be this no matter what and I have no say in the matter." Yeah. And then two of them just have Sometimes you just wake up this.
1: Yeah, the, the djinn has one specifically where it's like, oh, you always hoped and wished that there was more to life, and then you woke up one day and didn't have a soul, and you're like, that's not a bargain. You
0: didn't do anything. Yeah, the the djinn in particular has some consistency issues insofar as in order for you to grant wishes to other people, you can't. they don't want to necessarily play that game of like, uh man, I, it sure is hot today. I wish I had a milkshake. And then someone goes, ah, you said a wish. I automatically get one third of your soul and I, and I get to twist it too. So your milkshake's blood flavored. Like, because you didn't specify. So it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be like the good intermediary between, uh, you can be choose if you want to be good or not. Oh yeah. Between this emotionless quiet force that trades wishes for souls and the people who are making the wishes.
1: Yeah. The, um, the general idea is, as a djinn, you have to, in order to grant a wish, explain the limitations. So you have to be like, all right, I've got the classic Aladdin limits of can't bring anybody back from the dead, can't make anyone fall in love with you, can't kill anybody.
0: Also, can't make you an actual prince. I can just <laughs> dress you like one. But if any rich person sees you, they can immediately go, oh, that's not a prince. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that wish was bullshit. <laughs> so those are, the, those are the, uh, the classic three and a half.
1: Uh, and then you also have to explain that if I grant you a wish... Part of your soul goes to the quiet and you get a third of it every time. So you get the whole three wishes thing. Uh And if someone takes all three of their wishes, then at the end of it, they are just a soulless husk that still kind of meanders around their life and sort of does what they would have done, but is, you know soulless but not like you're soulless you sold your soul but you're fine yeah this this guy sold his soul essentially but sucks yeah fucking what a chumpo
0: which means that it's perfectly viable to wish for unlimited wishes because you won't want any after three after you get your, well, third, yeah, wish you get in, your third you're done yeah so and also if you try to wish for your soul back instead you just get automatically turned into a fucking shambling zombie thing called a gray man who works for the quiet
1: yeah and that's the big limitation for other faded because Since you lose your soul when you get your witch powers, you can't just go up to a djinn and be like, hey, I wish I had my soul back. (laughs) Yes. Because one, the quiet will not grant wishes to the fated because you don't have a soul to bargain with. Yeah. But there is like late, super late game, the ability to just like get someone else's soul and have that. Yes, And then you could make wishes with someone else's soul. But even then, if you try to wish for your soul back, you just turn into a fucking Quiet zombie.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and also, it's funny because they make all this big deal about how this is how they they work so that you're not supposed to play the game as a Wishmaster-style ironic genie at all times.
1: Yeah, because if you don't have, their two spell categories are fucking around with wishes and... Obfuscation? Based, like, mist stuff, because, like, I can make fog, I can turn to mist, I can make it so my mind is cloudy so people can't read it, and then also I can get a you know a magic
0: carpet because it, we had to, to put yeah. all the Aladdin shit in there. Ends on magic carpet for no goddamn good reason at all. So weird. So it's not great. Um, after that, I think the next one is I- the druid. The druid. Uh, there's two kinds of druid. There's like either peaceful nature or na- uh, red and tooth and claw nature.
1: I mean, they're both. The big thing with druids is they're lore masters, but also super emotional. So, their big drawback is they, if anything is, like, a highly intensely emotional situation, the difficulty for their role increases, their special bonus is they can just know the lore of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, if they're in, like, a significant place or around a significant person, they can just, like, begin spontaneously rattling off the history of whatever this thing is. Right. And... That feels like shit because one of those is some shit the GM gets to give you as a fun treat, yeah. and the other is a mechanical penalty. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh but their two things are you can either be a nadur, which is a yeah. nature. Here we druid, go.
0: Or a fuel druid, which is the blood druid. And this begins one of my very rare actual pet peeves in games that aren't about seduction. You know how John hates it when, maybe if you're an old-time listener you'd know this, that John hates it whenever a book invents new words for swords and stuff that, yeah. that it just doesn't need. If you're
1: like, hey, this guy has armor, but in this world we call armor friend-a-rap, and
0: you're like, fuck you, call it armor, you just said it's armor. I'm allowed. I'm, here's my thing, I'm okay with that. I'm usually okay with that, provided that the the alphabet use is used in the way that I would recognize. And that's all I ask. But this book instead goes heavy on Celtic for no reason. Yeah. They're, everything's in Celtic, not just the Druids. You'd think it'd be just the Druids, but this is just the tip of the Celtic iceberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have all of their spell selections are, of course, from various things with Celtic names. So, you know, you have something that you're like, oh... This looks like it should be pronounced "fearg," F H E A R G. That's fierg.
0: yeah, faharg.
1: But it's F-A-R-G Is that how you actually say it?
0: Yeah. Now I have nothing against Celtic or the fine people of Ireland or wherever Neither they spoke that. I think it's a wonderful language. I just wish I never had to see it transliterated into the Roman alphabet. Whatever it was originally written in, where those letters made sense to the words you're seeing on a page, that sounds beautiful to me. But whenever I'm reading something that's got Celtic words, I'm like, well, I'm seeing the word fream. But I know if I actually try to say that, then someone's going to run up to me like, that's pronounced fizz. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it wouldn't even be as bad if I wish, because this book uses, because everything is different cultures, a shitload of. Very culturally specific names for things. So for the Druid, they're like, yeah, everything's in fucking Celtic. Yeah. Right after the word, at least once, put a parentheses pronunciation.
0: That's all I'm asking.
1: I'm like, look, I, it's written in English. Just tell me how to say it in English. It's words I don't normally see. I just need it once. Yeah. And that's all I need.
0: Yeah. It's. It, I mean, uh, I just... I, I, I don't know how to read these words and it always drives me nuts because I can just see the person running up and be like, no, it's pronounced Ket-She. And I'm like, <laughs> it's fucking Kate Sith and it's a dumb cat riding a dumbass Moogle and I hate it and I'm still pronouncing it wrong and fuck you. I'm not going to say catch she again.
1: Uh, the druids sell their soul to the horned beast, which is just some animal man animal with man. horns. Animal
0: man! Yeah, it's just a big fucking woods horned bear guy monster it's pretty much what you expect if you if you uh picture a big celtic demon of the woods
1: yeah and they get to as i said one of two categories either go nature where you get all the elemental nonsense and like plants and shit or you go uh the blood route and you get punching and fighting and fighting fucking
0: (laughs) After them is the Lich, and the Lich is very close to what it says on the tin. You live forever, uh, and you are obsessed with knowledge, because that living forever helps you study for even longer periods of time. Yeah. Um, in this case, they really do play up all the Lich stuff. You start rotting, and you cannot stop rotting, but you also just don't die.
1: Yeah, the years start coming, and they don't stop coming.
0: Yes. Uh, now, these guys get their power by selling their soul to a preta-demon which feels like it should have been Petra, but what are you going to do? Eh. And Preta demons are basically just like nasty mummies.
1: Yeah, big nasty mummies that love rotting and things breaking. And so when you sell your soul as a lich, the Preta puts it into a breakable phylactery pot. Yeah. And if you die as a lich, you just go back to your phylactery if no one has found that and then eventually your demon can like reshape you and you're fine yes so you have the whole like oh you can't die until someone like finds your heart or whatever yeah uh and their whole deal is essentially oh i've got spells that let me either like mind read or just find information
0: yes and where i mean you you everything's dipped in celtic at the end like like dipping an ice cream cone into magic shell but these individual ones tend to have their own cultural identities and the lich one is french yeah so lich you gets, gets lumière and an uh, oh sorry on lave uh which <laughs> in I, lever in lever which I, I believe mean uh light and and learning yeah but basically yeah they they are mind reading and general knowledge pretty much um their penalty is that they're gross because they're they're which rotting a long time so for every five years you've been a lich, you get a minus one to your social roles. I'm sorry, plus one to the difficulty of social roles to a maximum of plus five. So once you've been like, I've been a lich for 25 years, you might as well have been a lich for a thousand years. It doesn't make a difference anymore.
1: Because yeah, at that point, you basically die once you make the deal with the Preda. So after 25 years of being a rotting corpse, at that point, you're like, look, I'm just a fucking skeleton now. It doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> Who cares? I can't get worse.
0: So after the Lich is the Seer, this is the other one that feels like it got added late in the game because it doesn't really match the structure of the rest of them. Seers are normal folk who are wandering the world, minding their own business, when a soul from a previously alive but now gone, faded, or another witch, comes burbling up out of the afterlife and sort of infects them briefly.
1: Now, you have to be about to die for that to happen. Yes. So... If you have a near-death experience, you get, you know, shot or hit by a bus or whatever it is, right before you die, the soul of a previous fated, like, comes up and heals you to full so you you make this miraculous recovery, but then the Amit, the demon who normally would be in charge of all these souls, will eventually show up and be like, yeah, that's mine, I gotta get that back from you. Yoink that out, and at that point, you can be like, oh, I'll make a deal for
0: power while this demon is here. What's the thing about these that makes them so infuriating? They don't give you a choice. They show up and they're like, hi, I'm the tax man, and you have two souls right now, and one of them belongs in the underworld, so I'm taking it. But the rules of soul exchange are that if they take that soul from you, even if it wasn't your first soul, if you've got like a bonus soul right now, by taking it, they have just entered a bargain with you where they have to give you power. Like as an afterthought. Like they didn't take your first soul. They just go, I'm just taking that. Second soul you've got in there out, that's mine. And fuck, I technically took a soul away from you. Here's witch powers.
1: Well, no, they do have to take your actual soul yeah. in order to give you witch powers. But only
0: because it's like tied up with the original soul. They're 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 mixed together, they're entangled. <laughs> so so uh basically, if this happens to you, if you end up in your deathbed. You just start a process by which you no longer are making choices. You never enter into a bargain. I mean, you
1: can. They can take the other soul from you without getting your soul. It's just, you will, from that point on, you have, when the Amit takes the other soul, you retain, like, a bunch of weird memories. And they're called seers because you get, you know, visions and then memories from this past soul. So you have a whole bunch of, like, that's your one cool thing is, oh, I, I've got visions and whatnot.
0: Which is wild, because if you remember back, just, oh gosh, we're only halfway through this list so far, but if you remember that one of these groups' terrible curse is the visions that they constantly suffer from, and another one's special power is all of the the uh, the, the genetic memories that they immediately inherit, you think, why are these guys even a thing? And again, it's just so they could hit seven. Yeah. And they, I mean, they're... Whole
1: deal is basically just you get visions.
0: Yeah, they get visions, but that that visions aren't part of their spell mechanics necessarily.
1: I mean, they do have one of their spell groupings is use your visions.
0: Yes, one of them is the ability to interact with your visions in some way. Their curse is not that they suffer terrible visions because no, someone else they're, already has special that. thing. It, it, well, here's the thing: it's barely that. It's just a bad thing that happens to you when the GM wants it to. Well, yeah, I mean, much like the druid it's just oh the gm can give you info if they yes. want that's your that. special power yeah it's just that instead these guys have one weird trait on them because of the <laughs> demons hate them yeah well everyone hates it you get you get like the the picture is a woman who's got one of her arms is rotted away into a black claw uh but it's it's everyone's got one physical deformity that everyone else in the world finds gross and it increases your social roles by two. Now you mentioned this is like the fourth person that we've got. We've described, and so far they have traits from three of the other ones. <laughs> their their curse is that is that people think they're gross and ugly because they've got one weird deformity. Gee, that sounds exactly like what liches are, only with a, with a hard start of two instead of a floating cap. They're they get terrible visions that aren't a curse, and they have weird genetic memories that aren't the druid ones. Yeah, it's it's very hodgepodge.
1: Their other thing that they then also get to steal from the hex is. They have a connection with one weird little animal.
0: Yeah, they have tiny beast.
1: They don't have a familiar. It's not like, oh, a cat follows me around or I've got a toad or whatever. Instead, there is a type of small animal that they are connected to. So you'd be like beetles or ants or some small little thing. And you'd be like, oh, I can. Their other thing outside of dealing with their visions is dealing with these little animals. So you yes. can be like, oh, I send them to go burrow into somebody or yeah. look and scout for me or do whatever. Yes.
0: yeah, exactly. And
1: that's what their, like, physical deformity thing is, is they're like, oh, you get some weird thing that's probably based on that. So if you have, like, oh, I control weird little lizards, I might have, like, scaly skin or something. Yes. So that's a weird hodgepodge for the seer of, like, you have visions. All right, that's normal. Also, you have weird animals. Also... things kind of suck because you you got a weird body and you're like what
0: what is going on with these guys it is just a mess all over the place yeah now their demons are called Amets, which is an egyptian thing um basically just guardians of the of the underworld uh who and the difference between them and almost every other type of demon is that they're very uninterested in their own charges like they'll show up and ask him for favors and so on because they invested power in them they might as well but they aren't doing this because they want followers to eventually drag them into hell or whatever. They just, that's just an accidental byproduct of their job, which is soul reclamation.
1: Yeah. The Amit and the quiet for the djinn are sort of the least passionate of these demons. Yeah. The rest of them are like, Ooh, I have a relationship with whoever and like I'll either taunt or help my faded, but the Amit and the quiet are just like, no, I don't give a fuck, my dude. I am as neutral as it comes. Yeah.
0: The next one is the um, the soze, soze, Um the the Kaiser soze, the, the Kaiser soze. Uh, soze are basically, uh, I they're they're they're, just, they're supposed Loa. to
1: be trickster spirits.
0: They're supposed to be well, no, the Reynard that work for them are supposed to be trickster spirits. Yes, they're supposed to be soul bound to trickster spirits. In practice, they basically all are voodoo practitioners because they can't get away from the iconography of Baron Samdy when they're trying to design them.
1: It's weird to me that they were like, okay, Soze, what are we going to do? Oh, well, they make a deal with the Reynard, which they don't believe are demons. They think they're just regular trickster spirits, Mm -hmm. and they don't think they've lost their soul. They think as long as they do what the Reynard want, then they'll go to the afterlife, and it'll be a huge party, and everything will be great. And all of the things you hear about the reynard are like yeah they love pulling tricks and they love you know fucking with people and if you fuck over the reynard themselves then if it's a good enough prank then they'll even give you something in return cuz they love that shit and you're like oh okay i get it the these are you know This is coyote. This is Anansi. Yeah. These are the trickster gods. Take your pick of trickster gods. But then when it comes to the Soze, it's like, oh, well, what are their powers? They can raise zombies and make fetishes. Fuck you. Why did
0: you just make them voodoo priests when it, it, their it, whole story is they have trickster gods? And more importantly, if you wanted to make voodoo priests, why didn't you just do that? Just, why didn't just, you call them Loa instead yeah. of Reynards and just do that? Or, you already made druids and fucking djinn. Yeah, they could have been uh, what, a Hoongan, I think, or, yeah. or, or uh, practitioners of Candomblé. Take your pick. But instead, they made this weird mishmash thing, and I don't know what to do with it. I, I assume it's so that you have an opening there for if you don't want them to be you know, extraordinarily voodoo-y and really associated with, like, New Orleans. Except you only have two right. spell
1: options, and it's make zombies or create fetishes. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I agree. This one's weird. I um,
1: would have loved to have seen them actually have the spells that the yokai get, because then you could be like, ooh, I'm doing tricks, trickster stuff. Like, the yokai, the next one,
0: yeah, are henge yokai, essentially. Yeah, they're animal spirits people except in this case they, they drop henge which i believe is the part of the henge yokai that means animal with animal ghost more or less like it doesn't quite mean that don't come after me i'm not like an experienced japanese speaker i don't speak it at all but um but yokai can also turn themselves into other they're just spirits that can turn themselves into other things and oh
1: if, i ch- didn't mention what the good and bad thing about being a soze is oh yeah sure uh so their good thing is that uh Basically, they have a good relationship with the demon, the Reynard, so they can just ask stuff of them.
0: Yeah, but the Reynard will get irritated if they get asked too often. So. Yeah, if you
1: keep calling the same Reynard over and over again, they'll be like, fuck you, go fuck yourself. Right. Uh, their problem is because they get all of their powers from tricksters and shit like that, they have essentially compulsive lying, is their downside of there's just a chance in a social situation that they will just lie for no reason
0: yes so the yokai yokai are the only one that gets three spell categories those are uh die show and mimic yes and mimic is what it says it's it's basically shape-shifting and copying people die and show are grow and shrink respectively yep um and you know you still the way this game works is you're going to get like each one of these is one spell that's divided into a single cantrip the application of the spell and then like five to six levels that that spell can be explored at. And you're going to get the cantrips for all your starting spells. So these guys start with three cantrips compared to everyone else's two. Yep. Uh, but you only get two levels to pick between all of your spells. So these guys are, won't even start with any levels of, of one of, their, one of their, their spells, bare minimum. Yeah. Um, so that that's part of it. Uh, functionally, though, they are more shape-shifty wild spirits that aren't quite associated with the wild, like druids. Uh, or trickstery because you've, you've already got Sozier. Um, yeah, instead, their demons are the Oni, and it's just straight
1: up like, oh, instead of being with weird shapeshifters, you're like, no, you just go see an Oni demon. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, they do mention that Oni are natural shapeshifters themselves, but so are all of the demon types. Yeah. Um, And no- notably, when you read about the Oni, it's like, these guys hate shapeshifting. They don't want to shapeshift. If you want to talk to one, they always just pull you to their dimension where they're enormous and they just sit there like that. Yeah. That's what they want to do. (laughs)
1: Uh, Their good and bad is, their good is, they all have an animal shape because they are just Henge (laughs) Yokai. Yes. They all have one type of animal that they can just turn into no matter what without having to like cast a spell or use anything like that. They can just be like, oh, I can always turn into a dog. Yeah. Uh, Their bad thing is that they're bad at apologizing, yes. which is a wild thing of just like, oh, if someone catches you red-handed, you won't apologize fucking so
0: (laughs) it basically gives you a plus two to your difficulties for social roles regarding someone who caught you red-handed into the future
1: yeah if if you're like oh i got a plus two when i try to express remorse or shame or guilt because i don't actually have that
0: yeah all right all right we've been talking a long time without actually getting into the mechanics let's do that real quick game has seven statistics you have uh a set number of points to to place into statistics skills uh pursuits talents spell cantos and then you get some freebies you can spend as well uh statistics are your stats in the game there are seven of them i don't remember them off the top of my head but they are pretty straightforward i believe uh, no no, i don't have yeah them so it's you got it
1: uh you get uh standard sort of white wolf thing for these it's a one to five rating uh-huh uh you get 18 points to start with and you have to put at least one point in each of them yes you get your sort of mental ones for intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, and perception, charisma and manipulation.
0: And manipulation, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: you get... Uh,
0: strength, stamina, Strength, Dexterity. stamina, dex yeah. for your physicals. Yes. Um, so you get all of those to invest. There are a great number of skills. You get 20 points to put into them. They are also done with the rank mod. Note that in this game, you are not doing dots. Instead, you actually write down the number, because this is not a count up and roll that many dice game. Rather all dice mechanic is roll two d ten, add uh the values you are told to add, often it's spell level, often it's stat or skill or both. Yep. And then compare that against a target difficulty.
1: Yeah. The base target difficulty is usually thirteen. Uh-huh. So generally you are looking at for a standard, you know, skill roll, you'd take stat, skill, two d ten, and hopefully get a thirteen or better. Yes. Uh this does have critical fail and success though it is a 1 in 100 because it's only rolling two ones or two zeros That's or two right. tens that is
0: yeah so it doesn't come up especially often but it's it's an interesting thing to me that the if you get way above the target difficulty you get a bonus going forward but if you get the two tens you instead you just achieve the current success at a critical rate and it doesn't specifically say you also get that bonus from the lower the, the level below
1: yeah the weird thing about crit is it's like oh you do something spectacular like way better than you normally would and even in uh like one of the examples they have is like oh i try to use a spell that lets me immobilize someone's arm but i crit on casting it so i immobilize their whole body so you're like all right that does more than the spell would normally do so it does go way above and beyond but also there's no rules for what critting during combat does no and there are even like some weapons specifically say if you crit with this weapon like the target will bleed. Yeah. But there are some that are like, "Oh, and maybe if you're attacking, you might crit someone with this." And you're like, "What what would that what does that mean? What does that do? To Anything?" Be,
0: no. <laughs> to bring up a fact that this is another kind of ongoing rolling topic going forward, uh things that don't have an effect are very common here. Where you'll get a power for some for some ability or something that you have that doesn't actually say what it does. Often yeah. it'll just give you a general description of what could have happened, and then provide you with a mechanical list of weaknesses or drawbacks to that, um, which is which is troublesome because you never get the positive ones. It just something might happen, maybe I don't know. You figure it out. But unless you botch, in that case, you turn your entire body immobilized and become a laughing stock.
1: Yeah, the there's a lot of stuff in this, especially in some of the spells or
0: talents, uh, or, talents and yeah. things like
1: that. Where there's a lot of up to the GM discretion here of, hey, I want a thing. All right, well, let's figure something out then, I guess, because this isn't going to give me a guideline.
0: Yeah, so you get four points in something called Pursuits. These effectively map to background dots from a White Wolf game. Yes. Um, and also there are freebies you can purchase all this stuff with. You know, you understand how, a lot of you, I assume, assume how White Wolf character creation works. You know, there's a little bonus pool. There's one here, too. Uh, Pursuits are divided up into stuff like wealth, property, prestige, fame, contacts, uh, each one progressing up as you make your way up. And it, it does that weird thing where the the level one rank is so heinous that you can't even imagine what it'd be like to not have it. Like, if you took level one for property, you're like, oh, yeah, you own a one-room, flea-bitten apartment in the worst possible part of town. Yeah. So I guess if you have a zero, you're just homeless. Yep. And and that's the end of that. So but But every one of them works that way, and there's like eight or nine of these things, and you get four points to spend.
1: Yes. And you do get like i mean at that point you just sort of be like i guess i can take like a point and put it into some income and a point and put it into a place that i live mm-hmm. and maybe i can do something but it's it's hard cuz the thing is the game does generally want you to make the uh those like focuses things that you get in game uh, acquired things because having stuff like prestige or notoriety or whatever that was like, funny yeah oh no those will come in the game yes. like you your gm will tell you oh during downtime because of the previous events of what you did you gain a point in prestige and you're like all right cool
0: yeah, I find it hilarious that you can also just invest in them from the start. Like, if you take that that prestige one and just take all four of your starting pursuit and put them in there, then your character is a paragon at the top of the craft of their particular fate of witchery, and elders will shush their juniors when you walk into the room out of a fear of you and respect for your great might. But you're still a level one starting character who's homeless and has no house. Or yeah. sorry, That's homeless and has no, sorry, homeless and has no money and, and no new spells or anything. You're just extremely famous for how powerful you are, assumedly.
1: <laughs> for... Some reason. (laughs) So, uh, one of the things that's a change in the skills for this game, uh, is that they go up to six instead of the standard five. That's right. Uh, they broke from the, everything goes up to five in weird places. Cause like your attributes can only go up to five, but your skills can go up to six. Your spell ranks go up to seven. And it's just a weird thing where they kind of, instead of doing the standardized thing that White Wolf did, just went, nah, fuck it. Certain things can just go slightly above for some reason.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, And then finally, you're also picking uh, talents. Talents were very complicated for me to even grok in the first place. They're basically, they're a list of things your character is good at. You get five points in them. There's about eight to ten choices, things like, Potion crafting talent, spell casting talent, gauze sensing talent. Gauze is just sort of the magical. Well,
1: sense and gauze are two different talents.
0: Sorry, gauze talent and sense talent. Gauze is sort of the ether that permeates the world, and you can you can get better at seeing it. Uh, For each one of these that you pick, you get an automatic fated bonus for picking it. You get uh you get I'm sorry, a general bonus for picking it you get a fate bonus for picking it that's related to what fate you chose. So, for example, you get a different bonus for if you're a Hex than if you're a Seer.
1: Yeah, but you have to pick one of them to be the thing you are actually focused in. Yes. Because you can have uh, talents in different ones. So you get four points for talents, and you could have, you know, one point in four different talents, Mm -hmm. but you have to pick one of them to be the thing that you are actually focused on. You get one extra point in it, and then that gives you your whatever your fated type of witch bonus is. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, All of them also get a generic thing that you get uh, if it is your focus, in addition to your specific uh, witch thing, but then also you get extra special things for having two or more ranks. So if I have one rank in casting, so... That means I'll just get a plus one when I try to cast spells. It's very useful because the spell difficulties basically start at 13 and go up. Yeah. It is hard to cast high level spells. Yes. Uh, But every point in casting will give you an extra plus one in casting spells. But as soon as you get to rank two, then you start unlocking power. So it'll be like, oh, at rank two once per day you can add a d4 to your total when you try to cast a spell and it'll give you bonuses as you go up so all of the different things will be like oh rituals if you go up in rituals maybe you can you know cast a ritual automatically like a spell instead of having to go through the whole time-consuming process yeah so they've all got things they can do but the game is very specifically like hey you should you should really put at least a point into casting, because otherwise you're not going to be doing most of what the base of this game is. Yes,
0: yeah, that's it's a real it's a real conundrum, that's for sure. Now after that, you start getting into spells. As we mentioned, every one of these classes or faded types you can choose starts with two, and in some cases three, or in some cases a choice from two groups of two uh, spells they know. There are not more spells you can purchase at start of the game. Uh, that those are the ones your your witch type knows. There are some spells you can purchase in sort of the epic or end game format. They're called, I don't know, DIRAD. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. There are
1: two options two for the options. end of the game, which are basically the end game of this is get your soul back. And you either go down the path of get my soul back, clean it of demonic taint, and then put it back in me, or get my soul back eat my soul, become a demon myself.
0: Yes, those are kind of the epic destinies. And you don't have to go down either one. You can just get stronger in other ways if you'd prefer. Yeah. Um, but when you're picking, for each one of the, uh, the talent trees that you start with, you get a single cantrip effect, and then you get two cantos, which are the levels, and each one of the spells usually ranges from like level one to six. Uh, you have to purchase the cantos one after the next, so you have to rank buy rank one, then buy rank two, and so on. Yeah. So since you start with two and you start with two spell categories, you'll know the cantrip from both, uh, and then you you can either know both of the rank ones or one of the rank twos. Yeah. Um. And of course, all of this goes out the window if you're a, a, uh, a yokai, in which case you have three of these to choose from, but the same number of choices. Yes.
1: Now, God, the unbalanced thing here is sometimes you look at a cantrip for one of these spell things and you're like, that is pointless. Yes. Like, it does fucking nothing and who gives a shit, you know? If you're like, oh, I, I'm a Jinn and I've got the cantrip for my weird, like, mist obfuscation powers, I can create three meters of fog around me. No one will be able to find me in the tiny little fog cloud moving forward. They'll never guess I'm in there. Yeah. Whereas some of them are like, oh, you can talk to dead people. Like, you can just go up to a corpse and for free, be like, oh, I'm going to start asking questions of this dead guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the uh, the one for Sears that's for um, controlling your swarm of tiny bugs. That it's called Brutalis, Yeah, uh, is you can summon a handful of your of your tiny bug. Yep, doesn't you can't control. You can order them around, but you can't actually gain any benefit from it unless you happen to be like, oh, I summon spiders, and someone in the room is deeply scared of spiders. There's no functional effect. It doesn't actually do anything. Would you like to be able to issue them real commands? That's a talent. Would you like to be able to see what they see. That's a different talent, not spells talents. You have to go back a step and and get these out of the talent tree. Um, the spells for it are very direct and very specific. Oh yeah. Um. It's just it it just feels completely worthless. Yeah. Some <laughs> honestly, both the seer ones feel worthless because the other one is when you meet someone, it's the you vision can say tree, a true thing about them, and, but you don't get to say what it is. No. You, you walk up to someone, you open your mouth, and the DM says one true thing about them.
1: Yep. And you can never use that cantrip on the same person twice. Yeah. So if you walk up and the GM's like, oh yeah, you meet a person and then you immediately go, you like sandwiches too much. And they're like, oh, that's weird. I kind of do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You have no control over this. The, the, you, you can't stop talking once you start. So basically the, the rule behind it is this is a chance for the DM to spew some information through your character via resources you paid for. Yeah. The <laughs> And it might might fuck you up. If you walk up to someone and you say your truth and you're like, uh, you're a murderous rapist. Yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely probably want to kill that person or whatever now, but if you're currently being arrested by them or something, this is this is a, a situation that this is basically just throwing gasoline on a fire and it's not even your fault.
1: Yeah. God, there are even going up from there, like the first canto, the first level of spell, even past cantrip for uh, the Foil druid who does elemental stuff the elemental tree is like ah the cantrip is you can know about an element nearby so if you're like oh, i know that there's water in that sewer good for me the canto one you're like oh i'm going to actually invest in this what can that do uh you can summon a tiny amount of an element and by that i mean like a handful it says specifically enough fire to light a candle enough air to blow out a candle, enough water for a gulp, or enough earth for a mud pie. And I'm like, that is the most pointless fucking thing because the thing with cantos, and not cantrips, just the actual spells, is every time you cast one of these spells in succession, the botch chance goes up.
0: Yeah, so normally it, too, the, it becomes...
1: Yeah, normally the botch chance is... Two. You roll double ones, that's the crit failure normally anyway. Yeah. As soon as you cast it again, you're like, oh, now it went from like two to three, and then from two to five, and then two to seven, and so on. So if you're like, all right, well, I can't summon a lot of an element, but I can keep doing it, like, no, you can't, eventually you'll botch and then set yourself on fire because fuck you, you botched.
0: Yes. Yeah, and uh this is the game's kind of spell control mechanic, like to stop players from just constantly casting spells to recover that to get rid of these botch chances you have to like sleep by one night for one night comfortably per rank of botch addition that you have
1: well, one night gets rid of your botch chance it resets back it except for the, the high
0: end spells the high end spells take weeks
1: yeah the high end like- spells are like oh did you go up and try to cast this again well, after a week of rest, it'll go down one step.
0: And they have higher botch chances from the jump as well. Yes. Um, so you, you really don't want to get into them until you've got, oh, I've got a million artifacts and bonus potions and all this other stuff, so I can cast this spell once, maybe.
1: Yeah, and again, so much of this feels so weirdly unbalanced, because you're like, oh, Canto 1, I can get, I can blow out a candle, you know, which I I guess I couldn't normally just blow out a candle, but now I can cast a spell and maybe botch and blow out a candle. And then other people are like, oh, yeah, my my Canto one is I just have telekinesis and I can move things around with my mind.
0: Yeah, like the the Lich Canto one for their their knowledge of other people is to stare at them for a long time, after which you can make an attempt to read their surface emotions. Yeah, you cast a spell and you're like, oh, I know how they feel. Yeah, but you know that's what most people do by just looking at someone to, for a long time is try and gauge their surface emotions. like, like you Yeah, but like, this
1: lets you get it for sure. So if they're like, oh, you're acting happy, but I know you're sad.
0: It doesn't let you get it for sure. Unless yeah, it get does. It- if you... Cast the spell for and do the difficulty, you get their emotions. That's not for sure. You just set a mechanic effect that happens between it and the success of it, including a chance to botch. Yeah. Which which means that you could also determine someone's surface emotions by looking at them and rolling perception plus whichever skill you'd like to do and give you the same chance with no botch chance and no increasing botch chance. True. <laughs>
1: I'm there just is, saying. There is literally. It's bad. An empathy skill yes. in this game. Yeah. And Canto 1 of one of the Lich things is just, hey, did you want to cast a spell instead of use a skill? Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the starting characters in this are just wildly bad. It's especially strange given that this is so, like, feels White Wolf-esque. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, a White Wolf character even if you are like, oh, I'm I'm a starting character, I'm not super powerful, like, yeah, you are. You're basically a superhero. Like, if you are a starting werewolf, you're terrifying. Yeah. You have ridiculous awesome powers. If you're a vampire, you can be like, yeah, I can just turn invisible or fucking like summon a horde of monsters or whatever. I've got a bunch of different powers. I can basically be a superhero. Yeah. In this, you're like, ooh, I'm a starting character. I can make a mud pie and. I can make it so a dead plant isn't dead anymore. That's my entire capabilities.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of building scion characters and doing it wrong. When you're like, all right, my starting scion character can sense mud within the nearest half mile or can make crops go grow 10% bigger. Yeah. And you're like, that second one is incredibly powerful if you happen to be in the agribusiness field. Yeah. If but, you <laughs> are indeed a farmer, great. <laughs> but if you're not, you're like, hey, buddy, your crops are going to grow a little bit bigger. And now I have to go fight. I forget what the bad guys of this game were. Titans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's just, it's weird how awful you are to start. And, like, the higher level cantos of things
0: do get very good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Some of them are incredibly powerful. They are also, however, incredibly difficult.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if I'm like, oh, I want to control, like, uh, level five Canto thing. So I'm getting close to the end of whatever this type of spell is. You're looking at generally around a difficulty 19. So you've got to roll a 19 on 2d10 plus basically just your spell level and your casting ability. Uh, the casting is the talent, however many you have in that. And spell level is an entire gated mechanic in this because this game has XP yes. that you can, like any other game, use to increase your attributes. You can learn more spells. You can, you know, get more skills, whatever. Separately from that, there is spell XP. And once you get to 10 spell XP, now you can negotiate for the next spell level.
0: Yep, you do this by whew, calling your demon up and meeting with them and bargaining with them. You got to do it every time. Uh, And technically, the game has pretty strongly structured rules for how you're not allowed to, like, fuck with your players over this. When you summon your demon, if you have the correct amount of XP, you're going to gain your spell level. But they want shit from you in exchange, and they're going to bargain with you, and you can make your skill rolls, and you can can try and cast spells, but they're immune to your spells. But you can make your skill rolls at them to try and get your bargaining down to where you need it to be. You know, if it's like, oh, I have to deal with this Oni, which means that I know my rules. I can't accept any hospitality they offer me except for the power that I'm here to exchange for because everything else is going to have a secret hidden demon cost.
1: Yeah, there's whole traps here that I got to deal with. And
0: the what whole a neat idea that feels like they turned it into a mechanic on accident.
1: It's wild because there are, I mean, essentially by the time you hit end game, you'll be at like high end is spell level seven at the very end of the game. Yeah. That means you have to do this six times throughout the course of the game. And not just you, everybody in your party is doing this every single time you get a spell level. And it feels like it's so thematically interesting that forcing you to do it like over the course of all of your players and the game dozens of times dilutes what should be a very cool character moment. Like summoning a demon and bargaining for more power and having to make a dark deal with them and like do some horrible thing because it means that you'll be able to be better in whatever you're trying to pursue. That's an interesting, cool moment for a character and your arc. And then it's just turned into a yeah, well, I guess it's been a few sessions. I should probably call the old demon up and see what baby he wants me to murder.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it comes with some weird problems. Part of it is that there's not much advice you can give to a DM about, or GM, about how to run this beyond try to trick your players.
1: It's just, oh, make it as, on- onious as po- onerous as possible to yes. be like, yeah, the devil will give you more power but you have to go find a happy married couple and ruin their relationship. You're
0: like, all right, I guess. And yeah, there's parts of it that show up from other areas uh, in the game as well. Like, for example, if you start trying to learn the higher level spells, you can't learn them from your demon because your demon's in charge of your soul right now and reclaiming it for whatever reason is going to take away power from them. So they'll never go for it. So at that point, if you're like trying to start bargaining for spell levels above around five or six, your demon will automatically get extraordinarily suspicious and cagey about it because there's no reason to learn those levels unless you're actively trying to learn one of the two Forbidden's Magic types that will let you get your soul back for something. <laughs> so now they're supposed to be even harder to bargain with. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not even exciting advice. It's just,
1: it's weird because again, if you summon them once for this, that's an interesting moment. Yeah. Summoning them a second time is a great opportunity to turn the tables. Be yeah. like, oh, I've now got this thing and it lets me have leverage over you. And, you know, establish an idea and then fuck with the idea yeah. is a great thing. But here you're like, ah, now I'm also going to do this four more times. Like, there's not a lot, I think, in the creative tank to keep going after the first few times. Yeah. Unless Especially you, if you've got
0: like five players. Unless you fucking that demon, in which case you get two more. You get a bonus two for fucking. So you can try different positions. Two for fucking. Yeah, two for fucking. Yeah. yeah
1: that's what I, I punch uh, you
0: twice. Yeah. After we have sex. <laughs> two for fucking. Good, good. <laughs> what a great way to end this actual encounter. <laughs> uh, also, I saw two blue Volkswagen Beetles during that coitus encounter. <laughs>
1: Just having sex in a car and then punch
0: buggy, wham! Out of state played Alabama. (laughs) I I don't want to play both of these things.
1: Oh, man.
0: I don't know. Maybe some people do. I'm into it. Look, it's it's fine. If you're into
1: that type of thing, you're like, oh, we're into impact play, but it has to be... On the bang bus. (laughs) On the bang bus so that we can be like, punch buggy blue, wham!
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and change my fat life profile (laughs) to include... (laughs) Impact play, but only on the bang bus.
1: Yeah. Aw, oh, we passed cows on my side. I lose, or a graveyard on my side. I lose all my kink cows.
0: <laughs> we have to do your stuff now.
1: <laughs> oh, you, got, you gotta you got do breath play when we go through a tunnel.
0: <laughs> oh man, bang bus uh, road trip rules are wild. Road, road trip fucking rules is amazing. You no, know, that's our new game. Watch for that next year. <laughs> Batman. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's not for everyone. Uh, Uh, There's a lot more shit you can learn about the game, but we are running out of time, so we'll just cover a couple of the interesting basics. Uh, You can do things like practice elongated rituals to accomplish more magical effects that don't necessarily come from your spells. You can brew potions. Potions have their own complicated uh, big mechanic. God, there is
1: so much shit in potions. Yeah. Because it's like, ooh, every ingredient has two different aspects of potion that it is associated with. And it can either be positive or negative with that.
0: Yeah. Now the way, the way that works is I'll, I'll explain it real quick here because I happen to know more about this because I made a potion crafter for my bonus content character, which of course, you, of course you can find the bonus content characters over on the Patreon patreon.com slash system mastery at the $2 level. What a great way to be supportive of the show. What a great what way, a great thing to do. Um, there are 20 different aspects of potion. They include all of the stats, and then a bunch of other stuff like time or power or aura uh, love, love charisma yeah oh, charisma is one of the stats antidote yeah, yeah. Um, each one of these is either positive or negative and they are always the same one so for example if you wanted to brew a strength potion strength is always a negative trait and when you brew a potion you have to put in ingredients at least two ingredients for the thing you want the potion to be. And then, when you're done with that, you take a look at all the ingredients you're allowed to include, because levels you have in potion crafting control the amount of ingredients you're allowed to use and the final difficulty of the potion, Um, which, if if it's got more positives than negatives, then it's a beneficial potion, and if it has more negatives than positives, then it's a cursing potion or a poison of some kind. Yeah. Which means if you all you do is go I want to make a strength potion I'm just going to take two ingredients that have strength and put them in there and that's the only thing that there's two of everything else is just one of you did not make a strength potion you made a strength sapping potion. Yes. In order to make a strength potion you have to take two things at least that have strength in them and then more things that are positive that aren't strength and then but don't add up to more numbers of occurrences of the word strength then you have negatives and strength at which point you'll be like well this potion has the positive aspects of charisma time and loyalty but also two negative strengths which makes it technically a positive potion but the most it has is strength so it's a strength enhancing potion
1: yeah it's wild the amount of shit you have to jump through to be like i need more of this aspect but i need fewer of that aspect's quality and you're like god damn it this is too complicated for what could have just been when you make a potion Spend an amount of money for ingredients, and then roll to see if you make that potion.
0: <laughs> yeah, like part of me likes it, but on the other hand, it, it is kind of a uh, kind of irritating um, for uh, it, uh, not just in the least because uh, it's got too much f- silly flavor text in the potions. That it, the same way it does in the rituals, where all the rituals include this little chant you're supposed to say before you actually cast the ritual. Yeah, and they're all so silly. Yeah, they're all like me, me, me. I want money for me, not the, the, the. I won't try green eggs and ham. <laughs> I mean, they're not like, I mean, they're they're actually Look, pretty close to the real, realism of...
1: Here's the thing. One of them is straight up, roses are red, violets are blue, guns kill people, and my hand can
0: too. That's the one where you just turn your hand into a gun. Yeah. You become the, the obscure X-Factor villain random... <laughs>
1: Except it doesn't turn into a gun. It still looks like a hand. Yeah.
0: But you're just doing gun hand. Yeah. So everyone's like. Oh, so it turns you into Yu Yu Hakusho.
1: Yeah. And then you can go pow and shoot a bullet out of your gun. That's right. That is your hand.
0: That's right. It does not look like a gun. (laughs) And yes, I I knew an anime thing. Don't get excited. It won't happen often.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the other things this has is a focus on not just reskinning, but. They're like, hey, if you want to completely redo these spells, go for it. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, figure out the base idea of what a spell is. Uh huh. So they're like, oh, for you know these powers, it's all about like power over rage or tur- So you know, instead of a Afareg being like, oh, I I'm just becoming more rageful, they're like, oh, you could alter it to be like turning into a beast. So maybe instead of like. Uh, I I get angry, you turn into like a wolf and get weird wolf powers. Or, yeah. you know, maybe you are terrifying. And so instead of just standard like fight powers, you induce fear in people. Yeah.
0: So for each one of the spell Canto levels from each one of the spells, uh, they, they have a list that they tell you w- of what they think the core aspect of that Canto is.
1: Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, Lumiere is mind reading yeah like that's what it's about yeah so you could change it to be like maybe you can do object reading so instead of just oh i go up to a guy and read his mind i can do object reading
0: yeah when i was discussing earlier how the yokai don't need to be animal focused they're that one of the examples they give is of a yokai character who's like well i would like to have the mimic ability where i take on the night vision effects of being an animal but instead have it be that my eyes turn into the headlights of a terrifying machine because my character is a person who has given up his family in favor of the cars he loves so much.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm machine focused, so I'm going to just mimic machine bits for my mechanical benefits.
0: Effectively becoming a yokai in the shell instead. Yes. yeah. See, it's another yeah. one. I did too. Yeah,
1: you <laughs> Get did, excited didn't now. See it,
0: didn't see it coming, did you? <laughs> now you can be excited. Yeah.
1: Jeff knows that. If it anime. had just been
0: the one, it would have been a standalone complex. <laughs>
1: Is that an anime?
0: Uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex is one of the, the shows of Ghost in the Shell and not the movies. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I don't know cartoons. I
0: don't understand from cartoons.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I what... don't have Cartoon Network.
0: Except for the only good cartoon there's ever been, Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Yeah. They're that they're... one I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, where were we? There's artifacts you can have.
1: Yeah, there's a whole thing of artifacts. Mostly you'll probably want to pick up... Uh... One of the casting ones, because again, the difficulties for casting any of the higher ones are onerous enough that you're like, if I want even a 50-50 shot of casting one of the higher level spells, I should probably get a casting focus artifact to get, you know, a plus one or two.
0: Yes, you pretty much definitely want to do that. Now, we should probably go over the, the, as last thing, because we're over an hour, what do you do in this game? Like, what's the thrust? Uh, so... I guess
1: they're witch hunters, so try not to get got yeah. and other than that, I suppose get powerful smoke trees, fuck bitches. I like That's wisdom. The fucking history of this thing, they're like they go on and on about like, oh, here's where all these witches came from and the stories of what they were doing and what they were doing throughout the centuries, and then you're like, Okay, what am I gonna do? And you're like, I don't know, man. Maybe get powerful enough to get your soul back. Yeah. All right. But the day to day, is there like an evil coven? Is there like an outside force? like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's other dimensions of shit, but it's like, You could find a sphinx or an imp or whatever, and I Mm -hmm. guess you could fuck with them if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, there's like an undead dimension and a changeling dimension and a desert dimension that where a bunch of bad guys come from. There's vampires, you know. There's just vampires. Oh yeah, there's
1: vampires and werewolves and all the supernatural shit is real.
0: Yeah, if you want to, uh, vampires usually have an alliance with witches because when they get over older than four hundred years old, they become completely feral and super powerful, and they get called Draculas when they're at that range. God bless. Um, And th- they can't control their own Draculas, and so they need witches to help them keep the Dracula population down. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta call them Draculas, which, if it wasn't that these are unbelievably ultra-powerful, extremely ancient master vampires, would, would mean, you know, witches versus vampires. That's a pretty solid story, but you have to be super high-level to do this before the vampires just fuck you up directly. Yeah, it feels like a low-level
1: game is basically... Find your other players, yeah. form your coven, and then try not to get got until you are way more powerful. Yeah,
0: the best thing you can possibly do is just immediately go into downtime. Just be like, all right, well, we found the coven. We're all together. Great. We uh, go our own separate ways and then reconvene after three years. Because there's a mechanic for rolling to see what shit you gain from without spending XP to do it by just taking a few years off.
1: Yeah, you get essentially a roll on several different things. You can be like, Oh, I want to work on this skill or learning a spell or raising my strength or whatever it is. And it has a difficulty and you're like, great without spending XP during downtime, you could just roll. If you hit that, uh, difficulty on just a flat 2d 10, then you get it.
0: Yeah. And it's per year. So in your first six months or so, you get one small amount of benefits. And then in every additional year after that, you get a bunch more. Uh, so, your best bet's to be like, hey, we found everybody. We're a coven now. Let's check in in five years after I make like 50 rolls to see if I get more powerful.
1: I need to not suck so much. Yeah,
0: it's a weird, weird decision. Uh, but yeah, I think ultimately one of the major weaknesses we, you encounter here is that it really does feel like it's lacking. You know, as much as I thought the Devourer Worm shit from Werewolf was stupid, at least it was something.
1: There was at least the idea of an overarching bad guy or something to go against you know the camaria has the sabbat fucking the werewolves have the worm yeah. you've got prometheans have the pitchfork mobs you've got something at least that you're like there's a reason for me to like be out there doing a thing whereas this is just like hey man what do you do I don't know. I guess my witch goes to like a rave or something and well, given that hangs out more
0: than half of the the uh, examples in the game are of people just like using witch powers to alter their mundane life activities.
1: Yeah, it's just so boring. They're like, oh, I was at the club and then I made someone leave me alone with magic. And you're like, great. Or you could have said, hey, fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm a- going to pay you $20 to fuck
0: off. Yeah. Like, that's oh. my magic. <laughs> It'd work. I mean, I'm in my own garage and $20 would <laughs> get me to leave, but I'm taking the gecko. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. You don't want a gecko. I don't want a gecko. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool little dude. a little dude. Yeah. Um, anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely, I mean, I'm sure that it, that people who play and enjoy this, and I'm sure there are folks who do, will tell us that we're dead wrong about that. And there are a lot of things to do but overall i kind of felt like i was lacking a, a thrust here that i would be looking for when it, when a game's launching with its core book out the gate yeah you want that what's the adventure what's like, what's the thing
1: that is in opposition to me what yeah. is the antagonist because it gives you
0: a shitload of things that might suck. There's a whole monster manual in here. It's just that we don't really have any kind of organization or structure to the monsters.
1: Well, it's also like, oh, there are hunters. Also, maybe the government knows about witches and are after you. Or yeah. also, maybe the changing ones don't like you. And you're like, okay, there's a lot of maybe something, but there is no definitely. This is an idea.
0: Yeah, and also all of their their motivation is fuck you up. Like, yeah. What what do the changelings want to do? Kill you? What about the hunters? Kill you? That the government catch you, kill you, dissect you. Like yeah. it's it's all it's all just going to be kill you. Very outside of the vampires having that weird thing where they like help us kill our own gods. There's there's not much to the the villains that makes them more interesting than like a dungeon crawl encounter. Yeah. So I don't know what to do about that. Eh. Anyway, do you want to get into best and worst? Sure, might as well. What's the best thing here? Uh I do like
1: stripping down the Everybody idea. Does oh, I love stripping down? Yeah. And I love stripping up.
0: Yeah, nothing like stripping (laughs) up before a hot night.
1: I like the idea of stripping down the mechanics of the like giant handfuls of D10s that you would have from the White Wolf thing. Just go, you know what? We're going to go 2D10. That's a very simple bell curve to be able to map and to know like, all right, here's what the base ideas for like, oh, you should have this bonus at this sort of spell level. Here's where we think you should be at it makes it much easier design wise to go i can essentially figure out the math of how likely is it someone does something
0: yeah yeah i like that because it i mean you're right the math helps and also i feel less silly about all of it like i know believe me i understand and appreciate the the joy from exalted of picking up basically a bag of d10s and just throwing them all over the table
1: upending fucking 20 d10 on the table and be like "Ha!
0: -ha!" i get it like once but every time i'm talking to someone about their exalted game they're like well my friend built a character who rolls 15 d10 six times as his attack sequence and that's before applying any excellencies or charms and i'm like at a certain point don't you start to feel embarrassed (laughs) that you're doing that that you're rolling 90 fucking dice for six attacks that there's no reason to roll any of those because you will automatically hit beyond the capacity of even the strongest God in the universe with every single one of them. No. Don't you feel like at a certain point, you could be like, I don't know, I hit this guy six times for damage. I don't need to roll that many handfuls of D10s. But I want to, Jeff. <laughs> I know, I, I want to turn people into D10s that I roll for damage. I, I started by saying, I am not immune to this. Yeah. I've played Exalted and enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I've helped you guys, you guys being you and some of our old friends, modify riffs into Exalted for no fucking good reason at all. Huh? Uh, other than picking up big handfuls of D10s is silly. But at a certain point, I don't know. Maybe I've just matured as a gamer or something in the past couple of years. But I'm or like, maybe you're just a curmudgeon. Maybe I'm just a curmudgeon. Maybe that's what maturing is. Yeah. And think about that. Huh. Um, but I'm like, why? You're not going to miss. Just don't do that. Yeah, but maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more interesting if you ever did. Yeah. I mean, that is honestly
1: one of the most memorable things from a game is one of our friends having one of those people who's like, "Yeah, I roll 21 d10 for my single attack and missing, like not getting a success on it and botching was like, that's insane
0: and improbable to a
1: very high degree."
0: Yeah. The problem is that's mostly just like watching someone else win the lottery. And Except I, it's if the few you that fucked rolled up. it. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean even then, it's still like getting the lottery because all you ever do is roll 21 d10 every turn you always hit and you always do the same damage and it's very that that one time something else interesting even happened was interesting uh. I don't know I anyway I, I agree with you is what I was trying to say originally yeah. I like that this has a more tight math system the, the ease of the
1: math I appreciate yeah so what is your favorite thing
0: I mean uh, I was largely going to agree with that I do think my favorite thing here is the relationship with the demons mm-hmm. I like that they don't set them up necessarily as pure antagonists that you can actually have a, a positive relationship with them. Um, I mean not necessarily because they do technically have your soul and everything but you can they don't have to be mean and vindictive to you if you don't want them to be. You can design your own demon.
1: I mean outside of if you are a hex because then yeah, they specifically be. a devil has to fucking hate you. Or
0: a jin because the quiet is just a single mono entity that doesn't really have any kind of opinions.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really talk to
0: you. Yeah. Uh but but you know the rest of them are like, yeah, I've got this weird mummy I hang out with and we're cool. <laughs> me, me and this mummy, you're cool. Me and this mummy, you're all right. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I, I like it just because it's an interesting wrinkle to gameplay, uh, play dynamics that you can sometimes meet with these complex, powerful demons that control part of your character development. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite thing?
1: Who I have harped on it a lot and I kind of hate how shitty you are as a starting character and certain games When you start out as like, I'm a dirt farmer, I'm like, I get it. That's the idea you're selling. You're like, oh, this is a shitty world and it sucks. And you're out here and you're going into the meat grinder and you're like, all right, I don't like those games, but I understand that's what you're going for. and I'm fine with that. Sure. But here you're like, you had to sell your soul, but you gained ultimate power for it. You can fucking light a candle, my man. And I'm like, dude, my power fantasy needs to be
0: chill. Just slightly above I can throw a rock at a guy. It's the Raceland Mejeer at the start of the Dragonlance War of the Dra- Autumn Twilight or whatever arc where 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 he's like uh Dragon's Watch whatever where where he's like I've sold my soul and health for power. I've become a racked bitter shell of a man with no no stamina to speak of and I must retire for sleep. But in exchange, once per day, I can fall from trees slightly slower. Yeah,
1: it's just starting character in this say what you will about white wolf games at least you feel like a badass monster here you're just like well i can certainly do some party tricks
0: yeah yeah so that's that
1: that, it sucks i hate that so what is your least favorite thing
0: uh my least favorite thing is going to be the uh celtic (laughs) (laughs) i hate the celts i hate anyone who speaks celtic (laughs) No, I was going to say, I was going to specify and say that this game has too many different schools of magic to be bad at. Yeah. Between the rituals and the the higher level spells and the lower level spells and the talent trees and so on. You're not good at any of it. And very slowly, you will eventually become good at it. But it's just so much stuff that you can be building your character around. And all of it is so onerously difficult.
1: And you have to essentially pick something because you can't be like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be someone who does rituals and potions and cast spells. No, you're not. You can't do that. You have to have been playing this for years and years to get to the point where you are decent at all of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of me is also uh, I I will not say Celtic, but I will say I feel like there are too many options here that several of them feel like they're comprised of chunks of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like I'd probably just do away with the seer, given a choice, because the seer is just a hodgepodge of previous existing witch types. And it doesn't need to be there. You could easily be like, well, you know, the standard hex is tormented by visions.
1: Yeah, except those visions are just burning in hell. it's yeah, not it, actual premonitions. Yeah, but you've already
0: got the word visions in there. There's nothing stopping you from saying that Sybil is just one of the trees of basic hex that you design. Ah, uh, uh, I mean, I'm just either that or you need to come up with a stronger uh, class identity for that particular block. I also don't particularly care for the two of them. where like, oh, that just happened to you and it sucks. You don't yeah. get. You don't get the part where you make a dark bargain. Yeah. It just, it just happened to you. You still have to meet with your fucking guidance counselor once every two years to bargain for spell levels. Yeah. But there's not no point where you're like, well, I have to experience the hubris of this where I'm like, this happened because of a choice I made during a period of my life where I was desperate because of other choices I made. Yes. You never have that. Instead, you're like, I don't know. One time a truck hit me and then I woke up in a fantasy land and I had to date my five sisters. <laughs>
1: I ah, don't worry about him. He's fine.
0: He's dating five sisters right now, but don't worry. It's all good. I can't remember where we did that joke now. <laughs> look, was the, it an afterthought? Because I feel like it would have to explain it to a bunch of other folks.
1: Look, we have characters. It's two truck drivers. They're the ones who are responsible for keep sending people into isekai situations. Yes,
0: those are our characters, the two isekai dr- truck drivers. Yeah,
1: they keep accidentally hitting te- <laughs> shitty teenage kids and sending them into other worlds yeah. where they are fine. But they have to explain to the grieving parents yeah. that they got isekai because the dead body is still there.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's fine. He smeared across the pavement, but in another world, he's a powerful slime.
1: Don't worry about it. He he's dead here, but he's got his cell phone somewhere else. So they basically think he's a wizard or something. So
0: it's okay. It's a okay.
1: He's doing fine. Don't plus, you fret.
0: Plus, we we uh, we definitely did put right there on the front of the truck on a large placard: "Not responsible for if your son gets isekai." <laughs>
1: uh
0: Stay back 200 meters.
1: If you want to know more about those kinds of stupid bits, you can. Support us on the Patreon at patreon.com slash System Mastery. If you go to the $10 a month level, you unlock all of the bonus content, including the Afterthought, where we do a bunch of dumb shit like that. But if you just want the bonus content for this show, $2 a month, you get the characters we make in all of
0: these games. We have so many hundreds of fucking episodes of bonus content. We've been doing this a very long time, and we would like to share that bounty with you for that's, money. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a dark bargain we're willing to make. <laughs> you trade us money in exchange for content. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that is the dark bargain I have made with my life. Yeah, yeah. And the twist? It's weirdly good content. Anyway. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Come support us or just buy our books or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we got books. We got books. We got so many books. We got a coloring book just came out. The Dungeon Meister
0: coloring book. Yeah, it'll come out the day this episode releases. Yeah, Uh, it's out. It's out now. Yeah, I mean, technically, people have been selling it at conventions and so on, but its official street release date is the 17th of October, which will be the day this episode comes out. So by all means, why not support this episode by buying our Dungeon Meister Goblin Quest coloring book wherever fine books are sold. We know it's just going to be Amazon. It's fine. We're not mad at you. We still get the royalties.
1: Yeah, I I, look, I
0: get it. We understand.
1: I buy shit from Amazon. It's just easy and cheap, and we're all living in a hellscape of capitalism,
0: so it's fine. It's fine. But, you know, if you go to your local game store and demand it, so much the better.
1: Oh, yeah. I would prefer you go to an actual, like, mom-and-pop game store and be like, can I purchase a thing from you and give you money instead of Jeff Bezos? Yeah. That would be
0: wonderful. And if they're in Southern California, they'll be like, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah. Go to Joanne's Fabrics. (laughs) So... You know, sad story, but true. Uh, so, hey, thank you so much for your for listening and for your support. We'll see you over at the, ba- the uh, bonus content if you're at that level of donation. Otherwise, I hope you have a blessed and joyous ween. And, of course, uh, let me just stop here and express the three customary blessings of ween to John. Here they are. I hope you enjoy them. And thank you so much, everyone. Have a good one. Ooh, 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 ween. See ya. How- bad her game is and- we